Hello, Secret Squad. I'm Robin McGraw on a brand new episode of I've Got a Secret. This is episode number five of my series, The Secret to Turning Your Dreams into a Reality, where I'm interviewing the most inspirational people who've made their wild, crazy dreams come true. I can't tell you how excited I am about this episode. I'm chatting remotely with Rhee Ann Silva, the founder of one of my very favorite beauty products, the Beauty Blender. The Beauty Blender is that little egg-shaped sponge applicator that you've seen in so many magazines and makeup tutorials. I will use nothing else to apply my foundation. The Beauty Blender has completely revolutionized the beauty world, and now Rianne is expanding the line into makeup. I am fascinated by this product and your journey, Rianne. So, welcome. Oh my goodness, what an introduction. Thank you, Robin. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so glad we were able to finally connect. Oh, I am too. You have no idea. Let me just tell you right off the top. I have been so excited to get together. Now, I know we're not together in the same room, but we are together and we're going to be talking about something that I am so passionate about. That's beauty and makeup. Makeup is something that, uh, I don't know, I, I was trying to think this morning before we got together how long I've been obsessed with it because it's been my entire life. So tell me, how did you get started in the beauty industry? Well, I, let me back up. I might know how long you've been obsessed with it because my friends are Cool Benson and no. Mimi Vodnoy. And they both would tell me, Rian, can you please send some beauty blenders? Robin is such a fan of beauty blender. And I, of course, was so you know honored that you were a fan oh. of beauty blender. I would send them over. So that was years and years ago. So You're thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I want to tell our listeners that you just mentioned two names, Cool Benson and Mimi Vadnoy Love. And those two phenomenal people work for the Dr. Phil show and they work for Philip. They're his makeup artist and his hair uh, artist and they take care of him. So they're just wonderful. So thank you for mentioning them. And yes, they have reached out to you because I am obsessed with your amazing products. Thank you. So to answer your question, I also am a professional makeup artist and proud member of Local 706 and have been doing film and television for over 25 years. And uh, I created Beauty Blender out of a need actually at Paramount. I was shooting a TV show called Girlfriends and I was the department head makeup artist on that show. And Girlfriends was the first show that was going to be shot and broadcast in high definition. Now everything is high def, right? But that was the very first show. And what that meant for uh, production makeup artists is that uh, we had to kind of change the way, the approach to makeup application and because you suddenly saw everything. You know, when you shoot high def, you would see textures and imperfections. You would see lines of demarcation from touch-ups. And, you know, it, it was, it, it, I don't want to get too complicated, but it was a challenge basically for me to figure out how to make the makeups on these four beautiful, natural looking, you know, amazing African-American girls um, have their makeup look really natural and flawless, um, but actually be using makeup. So um, that was the, the it, you know, the impetus or what, what challenged me to create Beauty Blender. Oh, I love hearing that. And 
you can get complicated when you talk about it because a lot of people don't really understand, I believe, the difference between high def and I guess what was it called before it went 35 millimeter film. Wow. And it was that way for so long. And then all of a sudden, yes, it went to high def. And, you know, it's hard to be in front of a camera, period. I, I believe that maybe a lot of viewers that are watching TV probably think that everyone has such a strong confidence about being in front of the camera or they wouldn't be. Well, yes, I think a big part of that is true, but still, that's a very vulnerable position to be in anyway. And then when, you know, we're, I, I believe everyone has a vulnerable side and, and you get a little insecure when you are in front of a camera and the entire world can see your flaws. And then you think about then the cameras go to that high def and they can really magnify your flaws. So God bless you for creating something that at least makes those flaws, well, disappear. That's what Beauty Blender did. That's what you did when you created Beauty Blender. So thank you. Thank you for doing that. You're brilliant. Oh, Oh, well, thank you. I just, you know, I, I feel like I just received the lightning bolt, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's like, there's, I believe there's like this universal, continuous energy of ideas out there. And whoever can grab the idea is the one that, you know, gets to take credit for it. I, I, if it wasn't I me, agree. hopefully it would have been someone else. So, I agree. And, and it was you. And so tell us, how did you come up with the idea? How did you create the beauty blender? I know that you're a professional makeup artist, so you, you had a good jump start there. But what was it? What were you thinking that you needed to create to make the makeup application flawless? Right. So for me, it, it, you know, there was the challenge we just talked about and discussed about, you know, the makeup application and the result of that makeup application looking very smooth and natural. But I had another challenge as well at the same time as a department head, I have other makeup artists working in the trailer with me. And the thing about artists is that we all have different eyes. We see things differently. We all have different touches when we're doing makeup. I'm sure you've had different people do your makeup. It feels different when someone's doing your makeup. Um, you, you know, if you have a regular person, you find someone new, it's a different feel because we have different touches. So it was also for me trying to create a way to apply the makeup that everybody that worked with me would be able to duplicate. And so in that process of trying to figure that out, um, I realized that I, okay, in the union, you have these ongoing classes, these educational classes that you take as evolution happens and time goes on. I took this one class from this one makeup artist, a prolific movie makeup artist. She's still working today. Her name is Kelsey Fry, but she started talking about the art of black and white films and how makeup used to be water activated with pancake. You would use a wet sponge and you would rub it into this dry pancake makeup. And then, you know, that was the early days of, of makeup application. And we had stopped doing that. We had stopped wetting makeup. We had stopped using um, hand cut sponges. We were all using these pre-produced triangular wedges. And I noticed that, you know, in, in the makeup schooling for makeup artists, you were taught to cut these edges off the sponge to, you know, to bevel it so there wouldn't be this line of demarcation on your face. So basically I took those two principles. I took that little triangle sponge. I cut all the edges off. It ended up being a teardrop shape. And I just started playing with it because Robin, what I was doing in the morning too, I don't know if you've ever had this done to you before, but 
um, especially back 15, 16, 17 years ago, I was one of the few makeup artists that were uh, airbrushing beauty makeup onto faces. In the past, uh, in our medium of professional makeup artistry, we were airbrushing on prosthetics, like horror makeup, you know, uh, monster makeup. But um, a, a few of us started experimenting with beauty foundations. And so I was one of the few that were union members that were actually doing beauty makeup with airbrushing. So that was number one, the reason why I got the job because the producers and the DPs, the directors of photography, the people that are behind the cameras shooting the, the film, had um, always heard from the previous generation of people that were shooting in high def that you must airbrush. That's the way to make it look natural. But, you know, it was very unusual and it was uncomfortable for actors because you just said it, you know, actors have a lot going on. They could be very talented, but they could also be very shy and they want regularity in their routines. If you start doing odd processes, it takes them away from studying their script and thinking about what they're supposed to do. So I needed to find a way to duplicate airbrushing makeup. And so um, I would airbrush in the morning, I would go to set, but then when we were in between takes and touching up, I'd be hand applying all of the makeup. And at the end of the day, it looked like regular hand applied makeup. But when I took this rounded little beauty blender sponge, which I ended up calling beauty blender, and I used it to not actually reapply makeup, but just to kind of, I will call it like remush the makeup yeah. on your face, like just kind of go in and, and refinish the makeup. I could keep the makeup looking natural all day long. Yes. So that was the original, that was the original like aha moment for me. Yes. I never thought that this tool would become a consumer product, but it crossed over into the consumer market because it also had this ability to take the learning curve away from women and men who wanted to apply foundation and make it look natural. Like you, all you need to do is bounce that little beauty blender on your face and you can put it on. You can put your makeup on. And so that became really easy for them. Wow. Okay, so let me ask you one question. How many prototypes did you make before landing on the now iconic shape of beauty blender? Because yes, it's that teardrop, well, Sponge. let me just Look. say, by the time I realized that I needed to figure out a way to make these in bulk, because literally they would, I swear, they would sprout legs and walk off set every day. Uh -huh. Someone would be taking Ooh. my little, my little hand cut sponge. By the time I realized that I needed to figure out how to make them, I knew that the teardrop shape was the ultimate best shape for this particular tool, what I needed to find was the material. And that's uh -huh. what makes Beauty Blender really, that's the shape is the one secret, but the other, almost the most important secret is this material that I have, because it's not like your regular, you know, everyday sponge material. And I will right. say that you know, Beauty Blender did create this category of, of tools. So now you'll see that there are other products that kind of look like a beauty blender, but the material is always different. It's and always what I have, different. what's so unique, it's the material. So it took me many prototypes, probably, I would say, you know, maybe 15 prototypes before I landed on this exact really? material, which has never changed from day one now. Oh, and thank yeah. heavens. It's brilliant. I won't be able to say that enough. Yeah, there have been a lot out there that have tried to copy you, but no one has can come close, no one. And you know what, I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm guilty of something that I can't believe I did this in the beginning, but not for long. 
but the key to your beauty blender is to wet oh, the... Oh, let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Yes, go ahead. You didn't wet it. I didn't wet it. No. <laughs> but not for very long. I can't believe I didn't. I can't believe I didn't. You know, I'm so guilty of not reading the directions. I'm a very impatient person. And I didn't read the directions. I, I couldn't believe I well, didn't. Well, Robin, don't feel bad. Do not feel bad because here 15, 16, I don't even know, so maybe 17 years later, I am still instructing people that are amazed that they never wet it. It becomes like a totally different product. It's like one thing dry and another thing wet and you're not alone. So it's why I created this mantra. I created this mantra for Beauty Blender. It's called wet, squeeze, bounce. And I was oh, hoping I that... By creating that mantra, people would be like, wet, what are, you, what, what are you doing with wetting? And they would realize, oh, you have to wet it. You have to you wet, wet it, it, you squeeze it out, and you bounce it. Okay, so like I soak mine and then, and then wrap it up in a towel and squeeze it out and everything. But Philip just walked in the room, and I want him to come here for a second. Come here. I want you to meet Rianne. <laughs> because uh, one thing I, I want you to know is I, do, I have always done my own makeup. And so now that we're, now that we're in quarantine... And we've been home every day since since Whoa, it started. Dr. Phil, oh How are you? I'm standing out. He has been taping from home, and I'm his makeup artist. <laughs> and so I use the pink. I call I call it the pink sponge on. I love it. Tell her how much you love the pink sponge I use on your face. Oh, let me tell you, <laughs> she spoiled me. It's a whole new deal. She's become hair, makeup, camera, lights, wardrobe, everything. But uh, she gets this makeup going with this pink sponge. I can show it to you over there. She's got it in her little, her little dish. Yes, yes. And uh, she's got quite a lot of uh, space to cover here, as you know. It's like a little facial massage. You get a little facial massage. Yeah, and I have a lot yeah. of face. Let's put it that way. And he loves it. And you know what I really love about it? Because I use it. But on a man, it's phenomenal for this man because you have to get in the little crevices of his eye. I do for the nose and then around the mustache and everything. So... Okay, thank you, dear. Yeah, just want to <laughs> stop by and say hi to guys. Well, listen, for men, I can say this. I created my Black Beauty Blender because there were a lot of men, like Dr. Phil, I'm sure, that really questioned, what is this pink thing you're bouncing all over my face? And God, too bad it wasn't in a different color. So I made black for men. I love and men love it because it does make you look really natural. Look, he's actually, he just went over to the little makeup station <laughs> and he it. grabbed it. Yeah, I know it well, trust me. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you, guys. So oh, that was fun. So that was That was not planned. Oh. <laughs> okay, so. Um, no, I love that. Well, I just, I just want you to know that. Speaking of going back to you doing the black ones, and uh, I loved it when you came out with your different colors. I think that was really fun. I just really loved it. Well, we kind of likened it to fashion colors, you know, how every season designers will come out with, you know, the color of the year or a different design. I kind of wanted to create fashion colors for Beauty Blender too, because I know that different people have different, you know, loves for different colors. And also as a makeup artist, uh, when you work on a cast of people on a TV show, it helps you distinguish whose sponge is whose. So if I have one actress using pink, one actor using black, another actor using another color, I can really not cross-contaminate. I can keep everything very clean and make sure that everybody gets their own tool. Wow, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. How did you actually take your idea and put it into production? 
Ooh, yes, because, you know, being a, a makeup artist is very different than being a product developer or, you know, an operational manager. Um, I basically was a very, very busy makeup artist and I used to travel a lot. And what I would do when, once I had this idea and I knew I needed to, to scale it up so that it could become an actual retail product, I started paying attention to who was manufacturing sponge materials. So I would go in my travels, I would travel with my actors from state to state, country to country, everywhere I go, I would buy some beauty sponges and I would turn that package over and look at who was distributing and manufacturing that product. And of course, this is, you know, 20 years ago before we had Google. So I started realizing that there was a pattern, that there were very few, there was a handful of companies only that were making these materials. And so I dialed, I didn't Google, I dialed 411 and I realized that there was this one company in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania that manufactured a lot of the sponge, the beauty sponge materials that are distributed through brands on their own in, in stores. And so I just cold called them up and I asked to speak to whoever was in charge of product development there. And I mean, it was, I was pretty gutsy. I'm, 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 you know, when I have an idea, I'm kind of like a little pit bull. I go for it and I try to see how far I can get on my own. I met this wonderful lady who ended up uh, working with me up until, well, she still works with me, um, up until really last year. And she worked at that company and she, uh, you know, originally when she first took my call, she was like, well, honey, you know, we have like 300 patents and I'm sure we already have something like yours. And to me, it was a moment of saying, well, then you no harm in looking at mine. If you already have it, you already have it. But if you don't, imagine what it could be for you. And she was like, okay, you got me. And she signed my NDA, very important to have an NDA, non-disclosure agreement. And she took the product, I mailed it to her. She called me back and said, wow, this is like the palm slap to my forehead. Why didn't we think of this? And I said, because you, you aren't professional makeup artists. Um, and she ended up helping me make it, Robin. And she, she had a production knowledge. She knew product development. She knew, op she knew operations and distribution. And she was the one that helped me build my company. So let me ask you this, because I know, you know, when you're passionate about something, and I can tell, of course, that you were passionate about making your uh, beauty blender and getting it out there. So was it difficult transitioning from an artistic field to the business field? So yes, it was, there was a huge learning curve. It was very different for me coming from film and television production into the business world. You know, it was just a different skill set. And luckily I had Catherine Bailey, who I just described with me, um, who helped me from the other company and came to work with me. She, you know, was my mentor and really was able to teach me, you know, a lot of, of what I know now for sure. But um, I'm still, I'm still not really great on those Excel spreadsheets, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just ask you right fast, this just came to me. Do you, do you ever just pinch yourself that you had such a passion for what you were doing and then you came up with this, this amazing, amazing product and now, like I just asked you, you went from the creative field to the business field you met this woman, you were then obviously you surrounded yourself with those who were just as passionate. And here you are 
we're talking about this and I'm listening in such awe of your journey. Do you ever just pinch yourself at where oh you are? Oh my God, yeah. I mean, I pinch myself all the time. And at the time, you know, I was a single parent oh. and, you know, working, working production hours and spending time away from my young child at the time was not ideal, but I had to put food on the table and, uh -huh. you know, take care of her. So it was always a dream and a goal that I had to create some sort of business to supplement my makeup artistry. I never uh -huh. thought that something would come and overtake my makeup artistry and, you know, surpass it. I just wanted a little supplemental income so I could afford private school or uh -huh. I could afford you know, something for my kids. So I pinch myself all the time. Oh, let me just say, <laughs> you, I pinch myself. I'm sitting here talking to you right now. <laughs> oh, you're so it's, sweet to say crazy. that. And you are the very reason that I wanted to do this series, that I wanted to do these kind of shows on my podcast that all of the listeners out there can hear that if you have a dream, if you have an idea, if you're passionate about something, you can make it happen. You can change your entire you life. And it is possible to change your life. Just, just go for it. Do it. If you're passionate, you have an idea you want to do it. Just do it. Don't, don't let anything stop you because you alone are a perfect example. And what I really love is you were driven to do this because you wanted to to have a better life for your daughter, for your family. You wanted to do what you could. You took your passion and for your makeup artistry and you wanted to make a better life for your daughter. And I am so thrilled to see that your daughter actually works for Beauty Blender now. How proud are you? I'm so proud, but you know, she retains the DNA of it all, right? <laughs> I mean, she she was the, she was the reason and she was, you know, there the whole time. And I will, I do have to say that even, even in my journey, just becoming a makeup artist at the level that I was working in my artistry was a testament to being able to, you know, fulfill your dreams. I uh -huh. mean, coming from, you know, uh, I, I come from very humble backgrounds. My parents were very hardworking people, but they weren't wealthy. And, you know, I didn't have a real path that I, you know, was set upon, if you will. Right. I had to figure everything out. So I think, you know, it's a testament to just one step at a time, but you keep making those steps forward, right? I mean, right. the makeup artistry took me to the beauty blender business and the beauty blender business is taking me ultimately to my color business. It's a journey. That's right. As you were just saying, you, you didn't stop with just the beauty blender. This, the makeup sponge, you have gone on to add to the company and add to your products at the same time, still within your passion for the beauty makeup artistry business. Tell the listeners what else you have done besides the beauty blender sponge. What else have you added to your company since then? So like I described to you, Beauty Blender really for me was a solution to a challenge that I had as a makeup artist. But once I created that product to fulfill that challenge, it started to cross over into a consumer market, meaning I started getting requests to sell at little small boutiques um, uh, around town here in LA. And then it started, you know, going domestically across the US. Um, wow. So with that, once you have a product that becomes buzzworthy, you need to start 
introducing new products behind that uh -huh. so that you have what you can, can continue to say a brand extension. So once I created Beauty Blender, I created Blender Cleanser, which is the way you keep it clean and yes. um, it kills 99.7% of all like germs and everything from your brushes and your sponges. So, so I came important. out with that. Then I came out with a line of different beauty blenders. Like we talked about the colors. Mm -hmm. We talked about, I also have a couple different sizes of beauty blenders. So I just kept growing the mm -hmm. brand Beauty Blender with these brand extensions. But ultimately, about a year and a half ago, I, um, I leveled up, okay? I'm gonna yeah. say my biggest dream as a makeup artist, you have to know as a makeup artist, it wasn't my dream to create a sponge, but again, this is the journey, right? I yes. didn't know that a sponge was gonna give me this notoriety and the success and the supplemental income that we talk about. I always thought that as a makeup artist, my skill and artistry was going to be the thing that really catapulted me, meaning makeup, that I would be creating makeup. Um, but that didn't happen. The sponge happened and I just rolled with it and it was amazing. But I got to a point about a year and a half ago, I was able to launch um, exclusively with my one of my main retailers is Sephora. Beauty Blender is Sephora globally. We were distributed in Sephora all over the world amongst, you know, there's other stores, but that's like my, that, that's my favorite retailer. Um, and also the dream, like it was my dream to be able to walk by a Sephora store one day and see my product in the store. So, um, but uh, I have a great relationship with Sephora and um, they were, they, they bought into my dream. You know, I told them that I wanted to create makeup and they were like, do it, you know? So I created the ultimate foundation with the packaging that nests the beauty blender. I don't know if you can see this, but yes. my my foundation and my beauty blender work together like Love a it. hamburger and a hot dog. Oh yes, it does. Trust and, me, um, I know that. And I launched forty shades of this amazing foundation called Bounce. Yes. And then a couple months ago, <laughs> I oh you are yes. Thank you. A couple months ago, I launched my concealers. You may not have those. I'm going to send them to you. Right oh, I want some. I love concealers. They're amazing too. So <laughs> now my journey has gone from solving a problem, creating a retail yeah. consumer product, crossing over into the color category where I'm now creating actual makeup. I have beautiful um, foundations and concealers and I have you know, because now I have to plan like two years in advance. I have more complexion products coming. I have more tool products coming. And it's just like, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I never, <laughs> I never expected this to happen. So tell the listeners what year you launched Beauty Blender. Oh my goodness. So I think I actually launched Beauty Blender into retail. It must have been around 2004, but there was like three years of product development before that to actually get it made. But I think our first retailers were in 2004. Isn't that something? We're in yeah, 2020. So, you know, we're in 2020. And your, and your real dream was to launch a makeup line. And here you are in 2020. Yeah, and I'm just getting around to it. And you're doing that. So, you know, for some reason right now, I'm thinking of one of my favorite Bible verses. I have it framed in my bathroom. It's Luke chapter one, verse 45. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord would fulfill his promise to her. And I don't know why that has Amen. just popped into my mind because I don't usually go around quoting Bible verses, but that 
has popped into my mind right now, and I really believe and feel that it applies to our conversation today, because if you truly believe that you're meant to fulfill a dream, it will happen. Look at you today in 2020. Yeah. Here you are. Thank you. And, and you know, I want to add to that too, Robin, because you're onto something that I feel so passionately about. You know, when I was creating Beauty Blender, it was a really hard time in our world. Like we're, we're going through right now, a really hard time, right? At the time, as a makeup artist, there was, we were going through a huge recession. There were actor strikes, writer wow. strikes, director strikes, everybody was striking. But I, you know, and I, and I do believe in the grace of God. Mm -hmm. And I know that for a fact that um, there was grace in this whole this whole creation of Beauty Blender because there is no reason why during that time I should have been succeeding in creating this product. Uh, and so I think that, you know, you have to have drive, you uh, have to have commitment, you have to be loyal, and you have to believe in grace. And, and I to totally believe, agree. And you have to you have, have grit. You have to have grit. Yeah. You have to have the guts to do it and stick with it. And you have to just, and it takes a lot of hard work. And I believe that it you does. have checked off every one of those boxes. Tell me, in what ways have you adapted your business model during this quarantine? Yeah, well, you know, it's it's been a really challenging time, especially because Beauty Blender, we're not, um, we're not considered a digital business. I don't want to use too many technical terms like a D to C business, which is direct to consumer. When Beauty Blender uh, started, there was no direct to consumer. So we were sold in stores where mm -hmm. we retail products. So when all of the stores in the world closed, you know, you have real yeah. challenges. Yes. Uh, luckily though, in the last three years, I have been building up my digital business and I'm very mm -hmm. fortunate to have set my business up in a way where I uh, keep all of my warehousing operations assembly and shipping under my own roof. So Wonderful. I'm not dependent on other businesses that may have to go out of business at this time. So to answer your question, Wonderful. it has been challenging. I've had to furlough people. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, but I continue to give them their insurance. I can give them all of their benefits um, with the promise that they will come back to work for me. Um, oh, that's because, because I have the most amazing team of people. My business is based in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. We didn't get to that part of the story. Oh. But, um, and I have just really amazing people there. I have amazing people in New York. But my team grew very big because the business became very big. And so right now, we're kind of in this, uh, you know, place where we're managing the mm -hmm. business that we have now mm -hmm. and we're making plans uh, to reopen with our retailers and everybody, all of our retailers are making plans to reopen now. So, um, you know, it's just been very trying because I consider the people that work for me like my extended family. Uh -huh. So it's been it's been challenging, but we're we're taking care of them uh, the best we can right now. Yes. And we're trying to. Um, just focus on really more, like if you look at my social media and that kind of stuff, we're focusing more on wellness and just what people need mentally right now. God bless I have you. a whole, I have a whole schedule of like meditation <sighs> and workout and cooking and oh. like things that don't really relate to, uh, necessarily selling product because I oh. think it's, it's people need wellness right now. So wow. we're kind of just trying to turn internally, turn inside and try to just feed our community with good, you know, 
yes. healthy things for your mind and body and the business will come back, you know? And, and like I said, we're able to sell product right now um, because we do have a digital business, but it's a fraction of what our normal business is. But that's not the most important thing right now. I think keeping a good state of mind is the most important thing right now. You know, you are very inspirational. I had to get that out because I really love everything that you've just said. And I know that your employees know that when every all of this quarantine is behind us, hopefully soon, that uh, that they have a, a job. But God bless you for continuing to take care of them in the ways that you can. It's a tough time right now. And I agree with you. What's most important right now is a healthy mind, a healthy body, and that we all just live our lives in quarantine and stay home and take care of ourselves and take care of our families and take care of our, our loved ones. And and I can tell that you're doing that. So God bless you for that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The first page of a book never tells the full story. And those news alerts and headlines, like the ones we get on our phones, don't even scratch the surface of what the story is really all about. Stories are like people, multi-layered and complex. It takes some digging to find the truth, but when we find it, it can change our world. We like to dig. The news on Merritt Street. Essential television. I would like to say right now, and we do two things on every podcast. So maybe right now we take time to do our first one. We have what's called the drink of the day. Of course, we're not going to be able to do it together, but I'm going to talk about it. I'm going to post it on our website so for all of our listeners, they can always go to I've got a secret with robinmcgraw.com and I always post the recipe and I always post a photo of the drink. And sometimes it's with alcohol, sometimes it's not. But how about we just do a virtual toast to each other, to your brilliance of your company and to your dedication to your employees and what you just said that right now it's all about wellness with our virtual drink of the day. And I'm going to describe it for all of our listeners. We picked this drink in honor of you and your company, and it's called the Blushing Beauty. (laughs) It has one ounce of rosé vodka, one ounce of freshly squeezed and strained pink grapefruit juice, one ounce of dry sparkling rosé, and a half ounce of elderflower liqueur a few drops of fresh lemon juice. Combine all ingredients in a stirring glass. Add ice to fill halfway. Stir gently for 10 seconds and then strain into a glass. And I suggest garnishing with a sprig of rosemary because then it's just gorgeous. Just like you, Brianne. So for all of our listeners, you can go to I've Got a Secret with Robin McGraw And you can see a photo of this and you can get the recipe. And of course, if you don't want to drink with alcohol, I suggest maybe just the pink grapefruit juice and maybe a little soda with it. And you can toast Rianne and her 
beautiful product. So, Ryan, any advice for listeners wanting to start a new business project as they work from home? Yeah, well, you know, it's so funny. I have this friend who's an investment banker, and he he said the craziest thing to me the other day. And I have to say, it really is true. Never let a good crisis pass you by. Oh. Okay, there's great. Isn't that crazy? Yes. There's <laughs> great opportunities right now, and if if nothing else, you have time to cultivate your dreams. So start making a plan, start making vision boards, start small and plan to grow. Don't take too much, you know, don't, don't bite off too much in the beginning. Start reasonably with something small, like Beauty Blender was a singular idea. Mm-hmm. Just start with one thing and watch it grow. It's like planting a seed. And the other thing I tell a lot of my friends that are artists, entrepreneurs asking me, you know, how did I do this? And it's very simple. Um, you have to do something every single day that moves you just a little bit forward towards your dream. Because the reality is, is if you don't do anything, you will never get there. And a lot of people become distracted by life, distracted by stress, mm-hmm. distracted by family, whatever. Mm-hmm. I say every day, just if it's 10, 15 minutes, you work towards something that is pushing your dream a little bit forward. You make a call that you wouldn't have made. You write an email to somebody that you wouldn't have done. Just something every single day to keep that energy moving forward. I love that advice. And I would like to add something to that. And I think I'm probably just really echoing something you've just said, but I grew up with three older sisters and all three of them were so into cosmetics and just very much into the beauty world. So I personally have a lot of hair. They had double the hair I have and they had beautiful skin and they loved makeup and just really into it. So I had three mentors growing up and my mother. My mother was really, she had such an eye for design and for detail. I like to think that I got my love for design and for decor and beauty from my mother and of course my three sisters. So I really did grow up with this real love for beauty and for makeup. And so that's one reason why I've been so excited about this podcast. So to add to your suggestion, I say when you want to start your own business or get into creating something, make sure it's something you're passionate about. Like I feel I was born into the world of design and fashion and that kind of thing because I grew up around it. Do you agree? I agree 100% because that passion is going to carry you through the times where you feel discouraged or the times that you feel like it's too difficult or it's too complicated or people aren't understanding your idea. I think passion is what's going to convince people to help you. That's right. Passion passion is everything. And you don't have to already know anything about it. And you can be passionate about it and then start learning about it. You know, I, Absolutely. yes, I grew up around it, surrounded by, it. I was, I was the, like the dummy for my three older sisters. They were always testing makeup out on me. I was like probably five, six years old and they were doing my makeup so they could test out and learn. So you don't, it's not that you have to know how to apply makeup. If you're passionate about it, then you can learn how to do it. So don't feel like you have to already know what you're doing. 100%. Robin, I knew nothing about sponges and how to manufacture a sponge. I mean, I knew about makeup. That's when I say Beauty Blender was this great distraction for me. I knew nothing about 
beauty sponge material, but now I feel like I'm a sponge scientist. I mean, I didn't know anything in the beginning. Of it. Oh, I so love it. It was the passion and it was the problem solving. So you're 100% right. I love it. So, what is next for you and the Beauty Blender brand? You know, right now, um, I just want to continue to create beautiful complexion products because uh -huh. I feel like uh, makeup styles and trends come and go, mm -hmm. but beautiful skin is always in fashion. And it's always, to me, it's always the litmus test. If you have a beautiful complexion, you may not have to do so many tips and tricks in other areas. That's and right. um, a beautiful complexion always um, gives the, uh, you know, the illusion, if you will, of mm -hmm. being healthy. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think makeup is the most transformative tool and medium we have to reflect how we feel on the inside mm -hmm. or how we want people to look at us. So when you have nice, beautiful skin, like look at your glowing skin right now, Robin, you have beautiful glowing cheeks and everything looks so healthy. You know, that's the true reflection of beauty. You can change your eye style, your eyeshadow yes. style, you change, you know, all of these, your hair, all these yes. other um, different characteristics and beauty. But I think complexion for me is always what I've been known for. And it's what Beauty Blender does best. Yes. And it's where I really want to kind of just hover over for a while and uh -huh. just, you know, really, really drill down on complexion and create beautiful complexion products. I, I love that. Uh, I've been known to be, well, I'll just say it, nosy. <laughs> I'm nosy. <laughs> I, I love good, fun stories. So tell me, do you have any crazy stories about doing makeup on celebrities? Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I used to work with Whitney Houston a oh. lot, and I, I was with I her on the day she died. I wasn't <gasps> with her. Really? I wasn't with her. No, I was in the, I was in the lobby waiting to, to go see her. Oh, I'm so um, sorry. That, that was one crazy story. I mean, that was the craziest story ever. Yes. Um, you know, um, I, but then I have, like, I have really amazing clients. Like, one of my favorite clients that I love to work with a lot is an actress named Regina Hall. And she's yes. a funny, funny, sweet, just the most genuine person. I love and, it. I mean, I can't tell you how many jobs we do together that are just so fun because she makes it fun. I mean, and that for me as a makeup artist is really so important. I like yes. to work with people that I enjoy. I um, just love that. I've had crazy stories. I've had crazy stories. You know, I, I, one of, one of my favorite projects that I ever worked on was the original movie Friday where I was the department head and to me you know I was coming out of music video and just uh, that was my first film and it was just like months of being on the set with which actually was you know 20 comedians it was just like the funnest experience ever love it, it was never like work it was just fun you know? oh and so that that I is think, the way it should be that's the way it should be for sure. What, what do they say? Uh, have passion or love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life or something yes, like that. Yes. That's pretty much how I feel about my whole makeup career. I've been really fortunate to work with really amazing people. And, you know, I've got stories about having to do makeup in the rain, having to do makeup oh. with no lights, having, you know, there's oh. so many over 20 years. I'm trying to think of like one that's oh. so... I'm going to say, because I've mentioned our website, uh, I've got a secret with robinmcgraw.com. So two things about it. I'm going to tell our listeners that uh, they can go to I've got a secret with robinmcgraw.com and they can 
they can see there a list of all of your products, everything you've created with on the Beauty Blender brand. And they're phenomenal, trust me. And they can also, we have a blog and I'm going to ask you if you will allow our writer that does our blog, Stephanie Lynn, she's a doll. I just love her. She lives in Arizona. She used to work at the Dr. Phil show. She is just precious. She, she always has a smile on her face. You'll just love her. I would love it if you would uh, talk to her and, and write and let her write a blog about the fun, fun times you've had, just like doing makeup in the rain and that kind of thing. I think that would be such a fun blog. And uh, yeah. and we, our listeners could just learn even more. Right now, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel about playing games? Oh, I love games. Oh, good. Because the other second consistent thing we do on every podcast is we play a game. Our game today is Beauty History Trivia. So I'm Ooh. going to ask you some multiple choice and true or false questions about all things beauty. Now, I don't want okay. you to be intimidated because like you would be, like some of these are really out there, okay? Okay. All right, now Secret oh, I'm Squad. I'm excited. Let's do it. <laughs> I love games too. Okay, now Secret Squad, all of you listeners, see if you can guess the answers too. Number one. On average, a woman has how many pores on her face? A, 30,000, B, 20,000, C, 5,000. Now, I'm not going to try to answer this. What'd you say? 30,000. 30,000. The answer is actually 20,000. Can you believe that? I can't believe that. I, I knew it was a lot, so I figured I'm going to go for the gusto. And let me just add something right here, because I've created a skincare line and I'm so passionate about skincare. I, I just wonder if the listeners know that once a pore becomes enlarged, there is no way you can ever shrink that pore. And pores become enlarged by grime, makeup, anything from the environment or such. And if you sleep in your makeup or you, you don't cleanse your face and you don't uh, get rid of the dead skin cells, that, those are the kind of things that will enlarge a pore. And once that pore's been enlarged, you cannot shrink it. So a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> Good tip. So you want to keep your pores really clean and small. All right, number two, true or false? One of Max Factor's first makeup innovations was pancake makeup. True or false? True. It is true. It was developed for actors as an improvement from, quote, grease paint, quote, makeup, mm -hmm. which was known to sweat off the face easily. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Okay, three. True or false? In the 1700s, marriages were allowed to be annulled if the woman wore lipstick. True or false? 1700s. Hmm. I would say maybe, yeah. Maybe so. The answer's true. If the yeah. woman wore lipstick during courtship. You might, you might be a little too uh, charlatan. You might be a little too promiscuous. Yeah. It's like, the, okay, so the answer written here says, if the woman wore lipstick during courtship and or after marriage, the man would be protected from trickery or witchcraft used with makeup. Wow. Oh, my gosh. Okay, number four. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Moving on. MAC. MAC Cosmetics' very first Viva Glam spokesperson was A, Lil' Kim, 
B, RuPaul, or C, Elton John? I should know this one. I thought I knew this one, but I'm looking at the answer. I did not know it. Was it Elton John? No, it was RuPaul. I didn't know. I was going to say RuPaul. Oh, yes, it was RuPaul. I was going to say RuPaul. Yes. It says that the others served as ambassadors after RuPaul. Yes, because <laughs> they all had campaigns. Yeah, no, oh, it funny. was RuPaul. I just, that's so funny. Okay, yeah. number five. Okay. True or false? Okay. False okay. eyelashes were originally created by a film director. Mm. True or false? That sounds so outlandish and wrong. I'm going to say true. <laughs> I thought you were going to say false. Okay, it's true. D.W. Yeah, Griffith mean, it, created the first ever false lashes for actress Cena Owen in 1916. Because directors think they can do every department's job. <laughs> I'm just saying. I love that. I love that. I love that. Okay, okay number six. But thank God for him. Thank God yeah. for him. Yeah. I wish at, I knew what they were. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to look later and see what they were actually yeah. made out of. I'm so curious. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Six. True or false? Ancient Egyptians used crushed flowers as nail polish. I'm just going to tell you that's false. <laughs> I was going to say, I know they used it for makeup, but I don't know about nail polish. They used henna yeah. as nail polish. Yes, henna. Yeah. Okay, here's a good one. Estee Lauder does not own which of these brands? Okay, does not own which of these brands? A, Glam Glow. B, Too Faced. C, Tarte. Tarte. I did not know that they owned those other two. Yeah. <gasps> Do they own Too Faced? Estee Lauder owns a lot of brands. <gasps> and they own Glam Glow? I use Too Faced. Mm -hmm. The answer is Tarte. You're right. Yeah, Tarte. Okay, true or false? Memory foam pillows can cause breakouts. Oh. Hmm. I've never heard of that. I, I would say... I mean, it, the pillow itself shouldn't. It, I would think the cover is more important. But you don't you um, have on a satin pillowcase? <laughs> yeah, I would think the case is more important than the material <laughs> that the pillow is made out of. So the answer is um, true. I'm going to say, well, I was going to say I'm going to say true. I'm sorry. I... Only because, you know, um, Tempur-Pedic material is known to generate a lot of heat. Oh. Which could affect your skin. Sweaty. Uh -huh. Yeah. True. It says true when you sweat. When you sweat. On a memory oh, foam pillow. Oh, there you go. I should have let you continue. I, okay. It gets trapped and has nowhere to go. Always be sure to wash your pillowcases regularly. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, now next. Which one of these is not a Lip Smackers lip balm flavor? A. Mm, lip Smackers. Lip Smackers, yeah. Oh, okay, so A, Dr. Pepper, B, Mountain Dew, and C, Orange Crush. I would say Mountain Dew. Oh, you're right. It's Mountain Dew. Yeah. When I read Seek Orange Crush, I actually had a wave of nausea because when I was pregnant with Jay, our oldest, Philip is a pilot, has his pilot's license. We had a small plane. He flew us somewhere and we had to land for fuel. And I bought two Orange Crush out of the machine and I guzzled them in the airplane and got sick. Oh, no. I'd like, right, right now, I just say the word, and I get nauseous. Okay. He's that 40 years old, you. by the way. <laughs> yeah, that will cure you. Okay, number 10. Your skin regenerates itself approximately every, A, 27 days, 
13 days, 41 days. What are the, what are the numbers? 27? Okay. 27 days, 13 days, 41 days. Your skin wow. regenerates. I would say every 13 days? Just 27 days. 27. I'm going to tell you, my skin must be really healthy because I feel like it regenerates itself overnight. I can, well, I, I can't too. keep my That's hands why off my I face. I said 13. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought it would be less because I feel like mine, mine does the same thing. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm bad. I can't keep my hands off my face. And so sometimes I'll go after something and I'll, I'll, I'll kind of look up and go, my God, what have I done? And I'll have like this huge hole in my face. And I'm like, why did I just do this? And then the next day it's like almost gone. Like, so I feel like you know, I may have told too much. <laughs> okay. Well, well, you just have really good skin. It's really pretty healthy. So, okay. So you know what, Rianne, that's unfortunately all the time we have for today. Oh, no. I love this game. I do too. And what an amazing journey you've had, Riyadh. My gosh, I have loved hearing everything, everything. So can you tell our listeners how to find you online? Yeah, sure. So you can find me online um, on Instagram under Rianne Silva, but you can see what I'm doing with my company at Beauty Blender um, on Instagram and you can go to beautyblender.com, which is also so a place where we put, we put out all kinds of stuff on, you know, about press, press and the different launches and everything that's going on with the brand. That's um, wonderful. But yeah, that's that's pretty much where beautyblender.com, beautyblender on Instagram, and Rianne Silva on Instagram. Oh, I love it. Just quickly, tell us your daughter's name. My baby, yes. My daughter's name is Erica. Oh my God! And right as we say her name, she's calling in. Wait, wait. Oh, wait. how What's sweet. going on here? And nobody's supposed to be able to get through on my phone because I put "Do Not Disturb" on. So I don't know how she even got through. We were supposed to talk about her. We, I was supposed to ask about her. <laughs> and and one more little thing because I cannot hang up. I cannot stop talking to you until I ask you about the most important part of your life. Tell me your granddaughter's name. Okay. My glam baby. Oh, my glam baby. Her name is Irie Jane. Oh, my God. Irie, I-R-I-E, because she was conceived in Jamaica where everything is Irie. Oh, my God. So she's, and her middle name is Jane, Irie Jane. Oh, that is just beautiful. I, You know, I'm a grandmother, too, and I just think that, you know, what, best. how did we even live before grandchildren? Oh my God. They're, they're like, it's like, it's like, I don't even know how to explain. It's like a step up from being a mother because yes, it is. you only get all the good parts. Like, yes, I don't have to do all the bad parts. It's the dessert so phase of our life. That's what I call it. Oh, that's the perfect way to describe it. Yes. It's so amazing. Yes, yes. My baby. Yes. And I did not yeah. want, I did not want her to find out that you were on on Grandma Robin's <laughs> podcast, and she didn't get a mention. <laughs> oh, yeah, her and her mother. And I also have a son who is just finished his first year at university. Uh, he goes to Howard University in D.C., but wow. of course, he's home with us now with everything going on. Yes, congratulations would, I don't, to him. I don't want to not mention him. Please, please mention him. And too. Tell us his name. His name is Cruz, C-R-U-Z. Oh, I love that name. Who's next? Congratulations. Who's yeah, next? Thank you. Hopefully he'll give me some glam babies too. Yes. 
Yes. Well, I am, I've had an absolute ball. I hope that you have. I am just thrilled that we got to talk. I want to remind our secret squad of listeners out there to take your beauty blender and make sure you wet it before you use it. Don't be yes, a dummy please. like me <laughs> and use it for a few weeks before you, you make it moist. Okay. And also secret squad. I hope that you're and inspired. And oh, keep it clean. Of course, always keep it clean. That's, I make sure I do that every time I use mine. Secret Squad, I hope you're inspired to take on a new project and chase your dreams. Rianne is proof that determination, vision, and hard work can create incredible success. Follow this podcast on Instagram by searching I've Got a Secret Podcast. Comment on our latest post and tell me what your favorite part about this episode was. And of course, visit I've Got a Secret with RobinMcGraw.com for all your fill of behind the scenes extras and fun. Until next week, stay safe and bye-bye.